Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Go! It's game night, Key. Let's go! Game day, yeah. game night. Everybody hands in. Let's go. Hump day. Everybody, Let's get it today. In. On three? On three. On three. Everybody hands in. <laughs> On three. Heat. No. Man, stop. I'm Joey White. <laughs> I'm just kicking off the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to start trending at 6 a.m. East Coast time. Go right ahead. It's 3 a.m. Y'all time, man. Y'all, y'all ain't awake yet. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to have so much NBA Finals chatter. We're going to talk about it here in just one second. Kendrick Perkins, Big Perk, will join us at 7.15. He'll take us inside his Finals experience a little more than a decade ago. Key, it really just comes down to this when you think about it. Macro, micro. The micro, you're thinking about your Lakers. From a macro perspective, there's a ton of people that didn't think the NBA would even get to this point where we'd be playing game one of the NBA Finals in a bubble to crown its 74th champion in 74 years. Never underestimate that. They've never missed crowning a champion. Old dudes that run leagues love history. And the Lakers and Heat are going to make sure we have an NBA champion. Remember when Barkley said when we're getting ready to go into the bubble, 0% chance this thing's going to go off. 0% chance. Well, that's really because no one understood what the bubble was, right? What it would would present. It was just kind of like, okay, they're going to lock them down. They're going to be in hotel rooms, and that's it. But if you if you really look at it from the beginning to the end, or we're not at the end yet, but we're pretty much there, right? Um, that the way they constructed it, the way that they went about doing everything, except for one or two people, they never really got to the point of escalating where they was in trouble. You had a couple guys had to leave to go home for whatever reasons, whether it was chicken wings or – Funerals or whatever the crispy. case may be. Uh, crispy. Extra crispy. And once they came back in, they got tested again, then had to quarantine to kind of just make sure everything was okay. Then they went back to playing. But it wasn't like every day there was two people leaving the bubble. So once that happened, it was nothing to talk about. You knew because there wasn't people coming and going. You had a handful of people over this last several months leave the bubble and come back in, but at the same time, they quarantine. Then the families have come in over the last couple of weeks. They quarantine before they could actually communicate with anybody, and they haven't left other than, like, the Clippers families and stuff like that. They had to leave because in Denver's and, you know. In Only Boston. two groups of families left. <laughs> Only two groups of families Exactly. Left. And so when you look at that, at that point you knew they were going to get through it. Great accomplishment, Joe, Jay, to get here, though. It you really can call is. me Joe. Joe's fine, too. <laughs> Joe, Jay. Um I just want to give a round of applause. Sometimes you need to stop climbing in order to see how far you've climbed. Let's give some context really quickly because we're going to talk a lot about LeBron James over the next week and a half, but I want to talk about Anthony Davis. Think about how the narrative has changed within the span of a year, Keyshawn. So do you remember the time like AD really not getting that far in the playoffs, not being that successful with the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Um, some of the issues he had getting out of New Orleans, signing with Clutch Sports, signing with Rich Paul, all right, wearing the shirt to the stadium. That's all, folks, right? Finding a way to get oh, yeah. out of that situation. The Looney Tunes. Getting, and, and this is where players find control, right? How narratives can change. Forcing his way out of that situation, which I applaud him for. He didn't want to be there anymore. He wanted to win a championship. Finding a way to get to L.A. And now 
having a chance to win a world championship. Think about how that narrative has changed so quickly from LAD. He can't take a team, and now he's about to become, if he gets past the Miami Heat, a world champion and playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's all set up for once LeBron, if he rides away on the white horse into the sunset, after a couple of years, that could be AD's team, a team filled with legendary history. How quickly... That has changed for players that want to take control of their own destiny, getting themselves to a situation that they feel is best for them to win a world championship. It's uh, Joe brought it up. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he brought it up. But but you know, being in L.A. and being on the ground in L.A. when the whole A.D. situation was kind of taking shape, and he he fired his other agency and hired Clutch immediately. We knew he was coming to LA. Exactly, he had, he had already owned a home in LA. He sold one home and bought another. So when you start and in, in, when you start to see that sort of movement, you already know it's like, oh, okay, we get it now. He he's coming to LA. This is what's happening. Did the Magic Johnson situation kind of went south? They didn't get a chance to get it the deal done. So everybody was like, it's not going to happen. It's like, no, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen after the season, opposed to when they tried to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for him to be a part of a potential championship and then LeBron to leave three, four years from now and kind of position AD to be the guy, there's going to be somebody else that comes in, whether it's Mm -hmm. through the draft or through free agency again. Uh, (laughs) The Lakers have always had one, I mean, two or more individual stars to help win championships. And so have other teams around the league. But there's always been an A one and an A2, and then a B1 but key. to lead to championships. You can't do it by yourself. It just – AD had some pieces with him in New Orleans, Jay, but he didn't have that – you know, Drew Holiday was there, and that's pretty much it. He didn't really have that guy that could match his ability. He had somebody lesser than him. Have you ever seen the movie The Inside Job? Yeah. Have you seen it? It's like about mastermind, yeah. right? So one of the things that I – people, the, the peep game on it, LeBron James straight up, you can say whatever you want about him, genius moves all the way around, setting up the blueprint. Let's think about it. Spring Hill production. Okay, we're going to do, you know, Michael Jordan movies, right, that they have coming out. Um, I'm going to bring other people. I'm going to put other people Space on Jam, Space two. Jam. It's two. I'm going to put other people on Space Jam. What does that do, Zubin? I'm going to rub elbows with other people. I'm putting other people on, building relationships. Okay, uninterrupted. I'm going to work with other athletes, help them build out content. Okay, I'm going to put other people on the platform. Doesn't matter. Help raise other people, making my connections bigger and better. Clutch Sports, even though he doesn't own it, Rich Paul. We're gonna we're gonna represent other age. We're gonna represent other players, putting other people on, getting them contracts, football, basketball. Bring you on to uninterrupted. Bring you on to Spring Hill. Do different projects with you. All these different things that he's doing, this is the inside job. This is a mastermind. You're watching it happen, right? Building relationships, also setting things up for the next move. Being in L.A., documenting all this. Who else is going to come to L.A.? Who knows? Some notable free agents, guys coming up in the next couple of years. It's all positioning. And it's really smart when you start thinking about how to build out your empire, Right, you, you see Kevin Durant doing that with Rich Climbing. You see other athletes, Stephen Curry, thinking about doing that too with his production company. A lot of these athletes now are saying, how do I scale my business, not vertically by just bringing on other people, but horizontally, 
building out my other businesses to add to what I'm trying to do in my own respective town. And that's what you're seeing LeBron James doing right there in L.A. Well, he, It's incredible. He, he had already, as you know, started the process when he was in Cleveland and Miami, but it's different. Yeah. It's different when you're in Los Angeles or New York City, for that matter. When you do it from afar, it's not the same as when we're right here talking to each other. We certainly could do our show from home and still get the buzz and still have fun with it. But when we're looking at each other, it's a totally different situation. So when he comes to L.A., things start to take off. Being able to say, hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Let me just put on my clothes mm-hmm. is a lot easier. And smooth things go smoother when I'm looking at you face-to-face. So that was another reason that LeBron decided to come to L.A., along with other other athletes that have, have moved to Los Angeles in the off-seasons. And they're eyeing, they're eyeing whether or not they want to play for the Lakers or the Clippers in basketball. There's guys in football, whether, they, whether or not they want to play for the Rams or the Chargers. That's just that's where we're at. And LeBron James started all of this with the move from Cleveland to Miami by empowering himself. And a lot of people, I, was, you were not here at the time, Jay. You were trying to get to work. We were in our pre-meeting, so to speak. And um, <laughs> Why do you have to jab me before you make a point? Well, because I was you, stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. There's this no morning. traffic in the pandemic. There was tra- um, there is traffic in the pandemic. It was on I ninety five. There was an accident. You, you woke up late. I get it. I but, did not so, wake up late. So do not smear my name in public. Do not do that. So when you look at it, though, the the move from Cleveland to Miami kind of had everybody like up in arms. And so I was working out at the gym yesterday, Jay. <laughs> so I had Are you working take- out at the gym. Yeah, I had somebody taking fifteen. No, stop. <laughs> I had somebody taking fifteen minutes of my time yesterday, talking about. We'll tell you guys a gym story they, later. How they got mad at LeBron about you know continuing to move around, and they called it chasing championships. So I had to stop him in his mm-hmm. tracks and let him know that's not true. That's not true. He goes to places that fit, and people want to come because they want to play with him. That's just what it is. Random guy joining Key on the Shell Pennzoil performance line at Equinox. We're just, you want to talk about business building. LeBron's not the only guy business building, right? We can come with all of it. Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice cold 20 ounce. Dr. Pepper today. Still to come, I'm sure you've heard, the Titans have shut down their facility due to a COVID-19 outbreak. The Vikings, their opponent last Sunday, did the same. So how should players feel moving forward? Key and Jay are totally on opposite ends of this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hey, I can't st- No, I can't stand the rain. It was kind of rainy this morning here in New York City. Yeah. Hence why I was late. Traffic, Keyshawn. <laughs> it's so rude sometimes. You don't have to answer to me. I'm good. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. You just heard the voice there of Dan Lebetard, Stu Gotts, and Diana Rossini, the latter of whom, the NFL insider, will join us at 9.30 Eastern. The reason I bring that up is Dan Lebetard follows us on many of these ESPN radio stations you're listening to us on. So essentially right when we got out of here at 10 a.m. Eastern, just a few minutes later, the big story breaking about the outbreak, the NFL's first at a team facility with the Tennessee Titans, so they closed up shop. The Titans played the Minnesota Vikings, so because of contact tracing, the Vikings closed their facility. But the league key is still gung-ho to try to play the game that the Tennessee Titans have scheduled originally with the Pittsburgh Steelers in Nashville on Sunday. They said some wiggle room could possibly move it to Monday. But there's also talk the Titans might not be able to do anything field-wise until Saturday. Obviously, no such restrictions on their opponent the Steelers, take me inside as a former number one overall pick, a Super Bowl winner, a guy that spent a ton of time in the league. What your thoughts would be if you were stuck in this situation as a member of the Titans or as a member of the Vikings, or if you were Houston or Pittsburgh who happens to take the field with those two teams this weekend? It's complicated. It, it is complicated, but you gotta you got to now lean on the CDC. you got to lean on the NFL. you got to lean on the medical staff. That's, that's what you have to do. Um, the three individuals of the Titans, obviously, they their names are out there. They're in quarantine. It was a uh, defensive end. Uh, it was a tight end, and it was a practice squad guy. Daquan Jones, Bo Brinkley, and the practice squad tight end, Tommy Hudson. So when you look at those groups, those individuals, the tight end room, nobody except one. The defensive line room, nobody except one. The practice squad, nobody except one. So it wasn't... A, a group that was decimated by this is one individual in those groups. So I think when you do and you look at the, the uh, contact tracing of the other teams and you look at your own teams, they got tested. Now they're waiting for the results to come back. And if those results aren't greater, then you play. What's, what's the problem at that point? And Jay, they were all put on the reserve COVID-19 list. That's where they're officially at at this moment. Just want to preface everything. We're still waiting for results. 
Correct, yes, Zubin? I, I believe they are still waiting for results. So and, and until I get results, like I'm indecisive on whether I want to play. And once I get results, one of the tricky things that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to, and, and you, you kind of had this, and Kia, I would love to get your opinion on this. So it was interesting, you know, when a lot of times within baseball and football too, the relationship that the players have with, you know, Roger Goodell, Rob Manford. I, I think those things become a little bit man, manifested, right, to a degree. So trust is a very important word here. So you saw when this whole negotiation process about, you know, I remember J.J. Watt talking about, hey, what are we asking for? What are the right protective measures that the NFL has taken? It was kind of like a weird situation until they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And you understood that the NFL was going to bulldoze their way through this, right? They weren't going to go to a bubble, even though we're seeing MLB kind of go to a bubble in the playoffs to a degree. The relationship that NBA players had with Adam Silver was drastically different. There was a lot of trust there. There was a lot of social equity. There was a lot of equity within that relationship leading up to that bubble decision. So I guess the word is trust, Keyshawn. Like, you know, if you're an NFL player, if you're a player on the Steelers organization or the Texans or the Titans, are you just going to take a face value when a team says, all right, everybody's okay, go play? Or like, don't you have some kind of element of concern? Okay, three players think, have had it. I don't know, especially if you have underlying conditions. I, I don't know. Well, if you if you have underlying conditions, at that point, I think the, most people that had underlying conditions opted out already for the most part. I, I don't know anybody that's still playing that would have but underlying no, conditions. But no, I'm just not – if you have family members that maybe have underlying conditions. No, I understand. And they, if, you know, if you're talking about family you took that's the risk. If you're talking about family that's something different, you took the risk and your family have underlying conditions, that's something different. I think that the NFL has done a tremendous job. This is the first – they've been at this now a couple, several months. This is the first incident that has been raised where there's players on the team where they've actually started playing. Before it was during training camp, there was a couple people that uh, tested positive and they got – you know, they eventually got quarantined and they continued to move on with the season. There was coaches that uh, during the offseason, Sean Payton from the New Orleans Saints – uh, was a coach who contracted the virus and was positive and eventually got quarantined and came back to coaching. So when you look at it, I think the NFL as a whole have has done an amazing job at keeping the numbers low almost to a point of zero. So I think you have to give them some sort of leeway and trust that they are going to do the right thing by their players by making sure not only the players but the staff as well because there was five staff members of the Tennessee Titans Correct. that tested positive as well. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It seems to reason because of coronavirus testing and delays that there were infected players that played for the Titans on Sunday. That's a virtual mm-hmm. guarantee. So you have to think about that. That's something that's not being talked about. Lastly, I'll just mention this. Major League Baseball. Remember when the Marlins had that outbreak and they said, man, they're never going to get the season done. What are they going to do? Take a look at the Major League Baseball standings. Not only did the Marlins make the playoffs, they played all of their 60 games. They got it done. I looked at the standings yesterday of all the teams in Major League Baseball. 28 of the 30 teams played 60 games. Mm. Two teams played 58. So despite everything that happened there, Jay, only four games in the Major League Baseball regular season were missed. And Understood. the NFL is more hell-bent than any other league in playing. They're going to see the NBA finish. They saw the NHL finish. They're seeing what's going on with Major League Baseball in the postseason. There's no way they're going to come up fourth in that discussion when they were leading the pack to play the entire way. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. You got something? I was going to say it's going to be 
interesting to watch um, what happens with COVID numbers and if they go up, right? You're seeing different pockets of the country where they are kind of going up at different pockets of the country. So as we enter into fall, you know, it's um, fall, winter, conflation with the flu. Sure. um, A lot of, that's why it kind of goes back to trust. And it's really hard. I I say trust because trust is a very fascinating word around these times. Uh, Trusting of teammates, trusting of family members, trusting of colleagues that work to do the right thing. That's what makes everything so delicate depending upon you may not have an underlying issue, but somebody that your family is around may have an underlying issue. How do you balance that? That's challenging for a lot of these players, especially not understanding who was around who. Actually, that's what I said, indecisive until I actually get results back about who else potentially has it. Good word to you. Straight ahead, trust. Trust your head coach. Tomorrow night, two teams, zero wins and zero chance. One of the coaches makes it to Friday. That's on the way. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Is Adam Gase about to withdraw himself voluntarily or involuntarily from the New York Jets? Thursday night football, another week of football begins tomorrow. The winless Broncos, the winless Jets. Denver is going to start Brett Rippon, fresh off the practice squad, the nephew of Super Bowl 26 MVP, Mark Rippon. They have huge QB problems. Key has said forever the Jets don't have a QB problem. They have a QB. They just have a coaching problem. Mm. If it goes down tomorrow and they fall to 0-4, uh, I want to get your thoughts on what this means for Gase, but he was asked after their latest loss on Sunday, humiliated by the Indianapolis Colts, how he's handling rumors of his impending job being in jeopardy. I mean, I'm going to do what I always do, come back to come back to work tomorrow and try to get things fixed. I mean, that's something I can't worry about. I got to I gotta focus on getting our guys right. Okay, eight seconds of coach speak. Wow. Now you go, Keith. <laughs> well, he, he's right. He has to get his guys ready for Thursday night. Can't worry about it. Uh you can know, he can he be that way all the time though? What's that? Like that sounded like somebody who was a little bit humble, somebody who understood the severity of the situation. And unfortunately, it's taken you know his record to be seven and twelve, and ten of those losses he's had on his watch have been by double digits. But you you wish that he had that kind of mentality with the way he spoke to fans in the media about where this team was instead of the guy who seemed cocky that like I know what I'm doing and you guys don't like you wish he had that kind of tonality more consistently no I don't you don't no I I need him to hurry up and get the game over with tonight I mean tomorrow (laughs) and go see the owners and the general manager Joe Douglas on Friday morning and have them have a conversation with him about thank you it didn't work out and he can go ahead and go, and they can get started. 
they could get started on the process of evaluating who would be their next head coach. That's just the reality of it. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done a good job. You can't. There's no way that he's supposed to keep his job. And I know they haven't surrounded him with all the talent. They, you know, Sam Donald's thrown interception for touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell is hurt. Part of the reason Le'Veon Bell is hurt because you as a head coach put him back in the game when he was injured. But anyway, um, you start to you start to look at all of those sort of things. He's not well liked amongst the team. You know, uh, started off first of all, he started off when Le'Veon Bell was signed, complaining about uh, paying a running back all that money, right or wrong. You got him now, so you already started off sitting sour through the locker room. Then you're not winning. You you look at you look at Kevin Stefanski. He was brought in to Cleveland to do what? To fix the quarterback in the offense mm-hmm. and to get them to win games. <clears throat> Go to week one of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Ah, disaster. What the, the hell's going on? Worse than Freddie Kitchens, worse oh, than Hugh Jackson. Yes. Get, get him out of here. Baker Mayfield's a bum. Mm-hmm. Then you move on to week two. Oh, Okay, but, they're doing a little bit better. I like it. It's showing some stuff. Move on to week three. Wow, okay, this is some of the same things they did in Minnesota. Baker Mayfield actually deserves another commercial. You start to <laughs> you start to see progress. Since Adam Gase has been the coach here, you really haven't seen progress with the quarterback. Now, despite who's around the QB as talent, you haven't seen the QB make progress. When you're brought in as a Quarterback expert, offensive so-called guru, that quarterback is supposed to look like a, a, a world beater. He's not supposed to regress under your tutelage, period. That's so just the, the way it is. It's the worst offense in the NFL. The defense gets pushed around, and Christopher Johnson, the CEO of the team, has to make a decision, and that decision, and I hate calling for people's jobs, is to move on. You have to move on from Adam Gase. Like, my thing is, I don't even care if they win. He's rich, so it doesn't matter exactly. anyway. Adam Gase that, is rich. But that goes back to my point, though, Keyshawn. Like, the He's way, rich. The way Kevin Stefanski <laughs> handled that worst loss for the Browns, right? It, it wasn't a cocky, arrogant reply back to the media or the fans. He didn't antagonize people. He didn't pour gasoline on a fire that was already burning himself, right? Like, he was trying to put out the flames. My thing is, with Adam Gase, the way he interjects, the way he articulates himself to people, you're just like, man, you're not giving me any reason to want to root for you in the first place. No. So all I'm saying is for Christopher Johnson, I don't care if they beat the Broncos. Beat the Broncos, great. I mean, they're depleted. They're depleted, right? No starting quarterback, a ton of injuries here. A ton of injuries. A ton of injuries here. It's a game that you should get. Nobody really expects you to even get it. So even if you do get it, it's still time to move on. Well, you know, if he wins the game. I don't care, Keyshawn, if he wins I know, the game. I know, but if he that's wins not, the game. Beating a depleted team isn't going to be the thing that's going to keep I, your job. I understand, but winning one game, is if you win that game, it's really hard, though, regardless. How is it hard? Because then. Look at your book of but work. Then the, but then the coaching community will say, Oh, look, they treated him wrong. He won. Then you get that. How are you treating him wrong? I, I'm just His telling you. His record is in 8 and 12. I'm just telling you what the coaching community would say. I don't care about the it's coaching community. Game, I care about the culture of, of our team, Keyshawn. I'm just saying. What the coaching community in NFL would say is, it's only the fourth game. Y'all fired this guy after he won. But it's not just the fourth game. I'm Realistically, you're talking about 20 games. He wouldn't be if, if – if, On his watch, 20 games. If I was the owner or had some say, 
he wouldn't be the coach to start the 2020 season anyway. But you're telling me. me if you're the owner, if they win, if they beat the Broncos on Thursday night football, you're saying that you're going to have him keep his job. He would probably survive one more week. Why? I, don't ask me. I, well, why not? You're the one saying <laughs> it. I don't know why you're trying to keep him I, around. I'm not trying to keep you. I'm just telling you from a practical standpoint <laughs> what the people would do. I just Right, Z? If, if he wins... It's not. I'm not talking about a 60 yard field goal. With he has three to win nothing. convincingly for you. He has to win convincingly in order for you to keep. I him think. He, I think he wins whatever he, it is. A W's a W. Oh, so Keyshawn. I'm just telling you what they're gonna do. If if he wins, he stays. If he loses, he's probably gone. I think you have to be able to walk to the virtual Zoom press conference or however we're doing it these days. You have to be able to walk there with some level of ammunition. You mentioned Kevin Stefanski, the first-year head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they had a terrible start. But when he walked up to the podium after they beat the Bengals and then the Washington football team, he was able to say something that nobody in the media or all the detractors or critics could refute. He walked up there and said... For the first time in six years, we're above 500. So don't at me. Don't tell me we got out to a bad start. What you got here? I'm the only coach for the first time in a half dozen yeah. years. We are like over 500. Answer. Gase needs something like that. If he goes to the podium at one in three tomorrow, it's hard to criticize him after a W, even if it's a terrible W, even if it's a less than desirable win. 60-yard field goal with no time left. Right. It, so, but he just needs it. some ammunition to go in there and say, listen, you pummel me the first three weeks and it's deserved, but not tonight. It ain't happening tonight. I still don't think that's enough to save his job for another week, even if you do get a win. I think it is. for for, for Now, I'm it, not saying that I would I, do it as an owner. I'm, I'm just saying what they most likely, Joe Douglas, would guys, do because he. it's just – it. From, from a football standpoint, though, Jay, I've seen it happen where coaches are supposed to get fired. They win, and it's like, oh, he gets another week. Let's just look at it from a from a sheer business perspective, right? So say for a week, say for four out of the five days of a work week, like you are losing money exponentially, right? That that's You're losing money. Like that's what that's what Adam Gase has been doing for this team. He's been losing money. Bleeding money. And then, and then the last day of the week, it's like, hey, guys – we made $2 today. No, I'm looking at your full body of work. I'm not going to have recency bias and say, well, and then I'm going to actually look at how did we win? How did the players look? Did Sam Darnold look rejuvenated? Did, are, you know, what am I hearing from players? Like This has been consistent with what you've been hearing Adam Gay say to the public. This is consistent. What you've been hearing players say, what their feedback is on the leadership of Adam Gase. Like, this all is all of everything, consistent. Everything it's not going to change with one win against a depleted Broncos team on Thursday Night Football. Everything you're saying is correct, Jay Will. There's no question about it. I think I'm speaking for a lot of Jet fans here. But if he wins, like Z and I are saying, uh, he's probably going to get another week of coaching before he's actually let go. That's just that's what they do. They're not going to just... They're not just going to get rid of him after the fourth game if he gets a W. I'm tired of talking about him. It's just, it, well, he's it's rich. A, he's rich. That, that, those responses like that, like, I'm blanking. He's rich. I'm blanking imagine, rich. Imagine if a player said that. That's imagine, what I'm saying. Imagine if a player said, oh, I don't care. I'm rich. It don't matter to me anyway. No, that's not rich. I'm blanking rich. Oh, yeah. I'm Blanking Rich. Yeah, this was after a tete, a tete with the Jets reporter. Essentially, he lost his cool and essentially said, hey, I don't need any of this because I've got 
all of this money. Just another example of <laughs> maybe why he's not cut out. He'll get crucified. Oh, to man. be a head coach. We'll see what happens. We got Dominic Fox with former NFL cornerback coming up. And as we yeah, like to do I on the show, him a couple times. <laughs> as we like to do on the show, we'll let Dominique <laughs> break the tie. I'll just posit it. Hey, Jets win. Can you fire Gase on a Friday? We'll ask Dominique about that in one minute. But first, let's go from A to Z. Jay with the soundtrack. A to Z brought to you by Redbox. Now new at Redbox, Antebellum starring Janelle Monet. Stream this theatrical home release today. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch all the things that happened in Major League Baseball yesterday. Astros, you have to be like 50 years old to remember Monday Night Baseball on ABC, but the Astros got it done over the Minnesota Twins on ABC yesterday. Twins sort of just imploded there. Cheaters. Uh, in the ninth inning. Yeah, and then... Unfortunately, yesterday, if you do think the Astros are cheaters, they were able to take advantage of Minnesota. I mean, you would think for the first time in forever, Minnesota's like, look, we're not going to get trounced by the Yankees for once in the postseason. They got the Astros. The result was the same. Lucas Giolito, who pitched the no-hitter earlier this season, fellas, he was perfect through six. Incredible outing. The White Sox back in the playoffs for the first time in a dozen years. Blake Snell had a no-hitter for the Rays. Entering the sixth inning, virtuoso pitching performance there. Anything but a virtuoso pitching performance for Shane Bieber, who had been baseball's best pitcher all season long. The Yankees rocked the tribe for a dozen runs. They win 12-3. The voice of the Yankees, Michael Kay, will join us at 8.30 Eastern. Again, four National League series begin today. Every one of the teams, all 16, play today. That tribe and Yankee series resumes at 5 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Radio. We're also paring down the field in the playoffs in the WNBA. The MVP Asia Wilson taking over, carrying the Las Vegas Aces, 23 and 11 boards, top seeded Las Vegas holding Ooh. off oh. Connecticut, yeah. In game five, they went the distance in their semifinal series. They are on their way to the WNBA finals where they will take on the Seattle Storm, who knows a thing or two about winning the WNBA finals there led by the great brianna stewart and lastly big news here the tennessee titans have closed their facility until saturday after three players five team personnel tested positive for the coronavirus the nfl's first outbreak at a facility the titans if you're wondering played the vikings last sunday one on a field goal at the end as a result minnesota due to contact tracing essentially has also closed their facility until they can get all their techs uh, test back. We will speak to Diana Rossini about this a little bit later this morning, our NFL insider at 9.30. Dan Graziano on the way to talk about it at 7.30, and I'm sure we'll talk about it here with Dominique Foxworth in just moments. It's that big of an issue to talk about it with anybody that talks football with us. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. It's a pleasure to welcome in Dominique Foxworth from the undefeated on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And Dominique, we're going to get into the whole situation with the Titans, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Texans, everybody that could be affected by the two facilities closing. But just before we had you on, we were having a debate if you could fire Jets head coach Adam Gase if the Jets were to win, no matter how ugly or let's call it a declarative victory, something that might be hard for Jet fans to believe. If Gase and the Jets, if Gang Green wins Thursday under any scenario against the Broncos when the NFL season resumes with week four, could you can them Friday? 
I mean, I think you still could. Uh, I don't know that they would. Normally, you wouldn't fire somebody after a loss. I don't know what the rush would be necessarily to get them out of there. It's not like you're, it's college where you need to recruit necessarily. Um, but if they beat uh, a Broncos team that is now on to their third quarterback, I think, I don't think that that's enough to uh, necessarily save Gase's job considering how the season has gone so far. But I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if they fired a guy after a win. That just rarely happens. Dom, what's your reaction to the Titans having shut down their facilities due to the coronavirus? Honestly, it surprised me the way that I reacted because it just, I was surprised. I kind of forgotten to some degree. Not that the virus was happening, but that we could have a situation where we'd lose games and people would um, have their facilities shut down just in part because we've seen how well basketball has done it. And I know the NFL hasn't, hasn't been in a bubble, but the NFL has really been, the players have been, quite responsible and it seems like the league has protected them pretty well because we haven't had any issues so far three weeks into the season and after the preseason that we had so I was surprised that when it happened I thought it kind of made me feel like the NFL had been doing a pretty good job and I I doubt that this will be the the last time it's going to be unfortunate for those guys but I hope that it whatever caused this wasn't uh it's not a result of guys being irresponsible and putting themselves in danger. I hope that it's just um, kind of a, a happenstance thing or it's a result of just the fact that this, this virus is pernicious and it finds ways into all of our lives, unfortunately. So I, I was a little bit encouraged. It sucks for both of the teams that are going to have to miss practice this week. Well, missing practice isn't always the worst thing, but it's terrible <laughs> if it gives them some competitive disadvantage. But uh, um, I, I've been encouraged by how safe the players have been have remained throughout this process. Dominique Fockworth joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and LZ. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. LZ's my old partner. (laughs) Um, How comfortable would you be if you had to play the Titans this week as a player? I think I'd be pretty comfortable based on the way that they are setting this up, how many they have to close the facilities for for four days and they all have to test positive. Uh, I think I'd be just as comfortable as I've ever been this season. Like there is no point in the season where I think I would ever be fully comfortable with what's going on. But if I decided that I was going to opt in, I would trust the fact that um, they had four days of close facility and anyone who is, and everyone who's on the field or, or has traveled with the team or is participating in the game would have had to test positive. From what I understand, they've already tested all those guys multiple times just yesterday alone. So uh, as comfortable as you, can get, as you can be during these times, I think that's how I feel about uh, this game. No more or less com- confident, confident in the safety than I was uh, last week. Nick, we've been seeing some incredible quarterback play over the last couple of weeks from Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and then Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes the other night. Uh, who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now in your opinion? Hmm. I heard you get that right. Because Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> mama out here calling people out. I heard That's you, why I said Patrick. I heard you, you heard me correct I know, myself. I, I said I Patrick. <laughs> I feel you. Um, yeah. I think, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But, I mean, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers have been playing as well as anybody up until this point. So I, I think those two guys are the guys that we think about since uh, MVP has evolved into a quarterback-only award. Those are the guys that are near the front of the list. But if I have to pick one guy to win one game at any point, uh, it's always going to be Patrick Mahomes. Hard to argue with that. They got a huge spot short week. Cam Newton and the New England Patriots, the opponent this Sunday. Can't wait to watch that develop and the way Cam's playing. Maybe not the best quarterback in the NFL, but certainly rejuvenated at the age of 31. Dominique, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. No problem, guys. Thank you.
Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk. You need the best coverage in not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost, 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Dominique said he wouldn't really be afraid to go out there and play. You feel the yeah. same way? Yeah. I, I, I as said athletes that. have been. Yeah, I've said that. I said I, I, I put my trust in the doctors in that situation and know that they're not trying to put me in harm's way and everybody's being tested. And so let's go play. Like I said, as long as I see the results, you know, until I see the results, I would be indecisive. But if the results were in our favor to play, I will play. We will see what happens with regard to this because the NFL is in a real slippery slope. Remember, they have had everything go their way. I don't want to use a sloppy sports center anchor cliche, but since that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years, I will. This is the first time the NFL has really been playing defense. Remember, they said, we're going on with free agency. We were all in our houses in March, and we were strangely obsessed with where Tom Brady was going. They said free agency was going to happen. It happened. They said, don't do the draft. Don't do the draft, a virtual draft. It'll never work. 15 million people watched it. It was a rousing success. Then the NFL said, we're going to cancel the preseason. It's not a good idea. Let's get out in front of it. Let's cancel the Hall of Fame game. Let's cancel OTAs, minicamp, rookie camp. Everything they've done has been at their own volition. Now, for the very first time, they're back on their heels because somebody is telling them, hang on a second, it can't go on the way you want. Still to come, the final start tonight, LeBron 3-6 and six in the finals. If it's a seventh loss, despite getting there all those times, do we see him differently? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.